This podcast was produced in association with FunEmploymentRadio.com. Hello again, friends. This is Jason Chevron Chops welcoming you to Episode 6, the E3 Postmortem Extravaganza. Today, I am joined by fellow nerd, gamer, voice actor, and YouTube creative, Jason No Syndrome Norris from Canada. How about that? After a little time spent describing some of Jason's projects, we spent almost two hours talking about the highs and lows of E3 2017. As usual, if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes, and be sure to follow the show on Facebook and Twitter, at WAG Podcast. And now, grab some iced coffee, slip into your Snuggie, and get ready for some hot E3 action. This is the Well-Adjusted Gamer Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jason Chevron Chops, and I am joined today by Jason. What? No Syndrome Norris out of the great white north of Canada, also star and creator of The Nerd Syndicate on YouTube. Say hello, Jason. Hello. Man, my Canadian brother from another mother. <laughs> we just we just share the same name. It's right. okay. Yeah. No. Same first name, not last name, but oh, unfortunately, not true. Oh, but we're both crazy nerds, and we both love video games, and we're both devoting our private lives to that pursuit. So, I honestly, I think this is the first time you and I have talked in person instead of just via Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we usually just talk through uh, messages. Usually, yeah, true. But, it is the first time we talk. Yep. And like me, Jason also has pursued in the past, not so much anymore, I don't think, but in the past pursued voiceover aspirations, a lot of um, dub projects that you had worked on before, right? Yeah, uh, I still do it. Okay. Not as much as I used to. I don't go after auditions anymore. I just uh, wait for people to contact me. Nice. I'm sure that so happens So usually I, I get to choose if I want to do something or not. So it's more of and, a hobby now than a, a career aspiration. Yeah, pretty much. That's fun though. But I mean, now that you're getting into the video editing with the nerd syndicate, that could turn back into a potential tie-in with all the, the dub stuff. Because I mean, video editing, that's 90% of the battle right there. True, true. Um, I'm also making plans for a possible animated series that I'm going to do with a friend, but uh, there it is. Like, we're still in planning phase with that. We don't even know what the cartoon's going to be about. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is early planning. It's like, yeah, well, we, we pitched a few ideas around. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it spawned from the fact that I've, um, I've, I've done a lot of parodies of Sailor Moon Crystal, for example. Like, oh, we have five episodes out. And we got really tired of um, dealing with the lines, uh, the weird comments, mm. and all the copyright takedowns. And oh, we were like, God. let's do something original. Like, let's do our own cartoon. And right. we, could make it, we could make it about magical girls just to make <laughs> a huge view to uh, Toei Animation for taking us down all the time. Right. <laughs> this, is, this isn't <laughs> we don't Sailor Moon. This is Marine planetoid 
It's uh, it's Baylor Bloom. It's Baylor Bloom. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you're still chasing it down though, because I mean that's that's the biggest thing is having the the kind of wherewithal and momentum to to still push it along, even if it isn't like your main focus. Because I swear to God, that's sometimes how things work out better anyway. When you're not putting all your energy into it and being disappointed, like it's yeah, I'm doing this on the side. That's the shit that picks up and takes off. Like more often than not, I think. I guess you're right. It could be. Well, I'm, I mean, it's <laughs> it's one way to look at it, but hopefully, so I don't know. Once once I'm massively successful, <laughs> I'll let you know what worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see. But other than that, here we are talking about video games. It's the the main thing that we try to do in the background to keep ourselves sane to give ourselves some kind of escape from the dreaded day job or night job that <laughs> we both have to experience. Oh God. It's are so exciting. We, are we both on night shift right now? We are. I think we are. Yep. <laughs> so welcome. Beautiful. Welcome to the, the dark side vampire. <laughs> yep. Oh, it is. It's a whole different world. And I mean, it has its benefits just as much as it has its, its drawbacks. Like, there's, there's a lot of good that can come from it. I mean, there's tons of free time, and you're actually able to go do stuff like normal people, quote-unquote, like housewives, I guess. Like, go to the bank when it's still open. Not, not have to rush anywhere to yep. get anything done. But at the same time, you have no social life because you can't go out. Because if you do, you still have to go to work afterwards, and it just makes everything freaking difficult. Yeah, also, I'm completely lost. Like, I lost track of time ever since I'm on night shift. It's like, yep. I wait, like, I go to work twice. Well, I'm at work twice in the same day, like, because I work 10 to 8. Mm hmm. God. So I start at 8. Uh, I start at 10 in, in the evening, and mm -hmm. then I leave at 8 in the morning. Right. But I come back at 10 the next day. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the same, same day. day. <laughs> uh, yep. So I'm always very confused. <laughs> but I, I get three days off, so it's fine. Yeah. That's that's a good way to balance it out. But still, good God. Yeah, that because I have the same problem. I, I I can tell you typically what day it is on the weekend, but during the week, hell no. Like I just I just get up and wait for the phone call to either <laughs> let me know to come in early or not come in at all. And that's it. That's that's all I know. Mm. It just crushes my soul because like every Every morning I leave and I'm just like, see you tomorrow. And people are like, no, no, see you tonight. Right. I'm just like, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I leave, I just tell everybody, see you in a couple hours. Like, why even bother? <laughs> uh, oh, that's so painful. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the price we pay, I guess. Especially when, like you said, games are 80 bucks each up there in Canadian dollars. Yeah. Canadian dollars is uh, pretty garbage right now. Because for you guys, it's still $60, right? Right. For a AAA title? Yeah, okay. Yep. And everything else is pretty much the same then, like across the board. Like the price of a gallon of milk or the price of a f fucking KFC 10-piece. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, Probably. I, I don't know. I'd, do you even have KFC I, I never, up there? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, okay. we do. We, we do have a KFC. Uh, it's uh, extremely gross in my opinion, but yeah. we do. Yeah. Well... At the same time, like, poutine is extreme, extremely gross to most Americans, so you got that going for you. 
<laughs> True, but uh, like funny story. I, I went to the U.S. a few months back, and Ooh. I stopped by a few restaurants just uh, because you're on the road. You don't really have food, right? Right. And I stopped by McDonald's, and I discovered that your McDonald's is completely different from ours. What? And in the USA, McDonald's is absolutely gross, <laughs> according to a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so fat compared to here. It's really? like it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's how they they keep it cheap. They just fill it with grease. Oh, that's so gross though. Yeah. It's it is. That's I, that's American cuisine right there. At least the fast food. I had food to throw side. away I had to, to throw away my uh, my Big Mac because it was just too gross. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've heard that before with other things like um Oreos in China are completely different than Oreos from America because American Oreos are too sweet for Chinese. Like Chinese people are like Damn. put off by how sweet it is because their diets aren't full of sugar like ours are. Like over here, everything has carbs and sugar and sweet and salt. Over there, it's, I guess, rarer. So yeah, I mean, that's good old fat America. <laughs> oh, would you like a gallon cola with that? <laughs> Man. What else did you try when you were down here? Uh, I went to a steak place, but the steak was disgusting. It was like, I don't know. <laughs> it was like rubber. Oh, jeez. I don't remember the name of the place. All I know, all I remember is the steak was not good, mm -hmm. and... Um, the waitress had a very annoying voice. That's all I remember. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, like, steakhouses are a weird thing. Like, the further north you go, the worse they are. And kind of anything on the west coast depends. But you have to go to, like, something like Texas or down south, any of those states, to really get, quote-unquote, good steak. There's other places out there, but... Yeah, it's a it's a weird New thing. New York it's like, was is still Eastern. Yeah, New York does a lot. I mean, Omaha is where steak started. Basically, that's where all the the cattle ranches are, like the huge ones where there's millions of cows. But it, it varies. I mean, around here, I haven't tried any up here around Portland in Oregon. But back in California, there was a, a chain called Cool Hand Luke's that they did pretty good, but. It's because all of their beef was aged and, like, treated fancily. Like, it wasn't just garbage pulled off the truck and pulled out of the freezer or whatever. So it, it, it definitely varies, and you just have to try it in a few different places, find the one that actually works for you. You can't just go to Chili's or whatever kind of run-of-the-mill truck stop and get, get a steak and eggs and expect it to be good. But uh. yeah, exactly. It was a truck stop, though. So I was like, oh, I can't no. really expect too much. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's <laughs> first mistake. Oh, first no. mistake. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe maybe go. next next year I'll go back and it will be for E3 or something. Oh, yeah. Man, that's that's the dream. That was one of the things with this E3. It was kind of weird. It's in my list of misses. But the fact that they allowed the general public this year. I kind of had thought that was a thing, but I don't think it was until this year. And feedback was pretty terrible that everything was just too packed in. It's like, I don't know if they maybe gave separate 
days or times for media access because I would think that's what they needed. But yeah, I would definitely love to get that kind of privileged access as well. We'll, we'll team up next year, you and me. <laughs> the, the Nerd Syndicate and the Well-Adjusted Gamer at E3. Yeah, we'll have we'll have a, a bunch of coverage about video games nobody cares about, right? Because apparently that's all I cover on my channel. It's oh like... god! <laughs> well, you do because you go and find some of the worst shit <laughs> that's ever come across. <laughs> oh god! Just give a couple of well, and that's the thing. Do talk about your channel and kind of what your goals are with it, and a couple of the the worst games that you've come across so far. Okay, so the the channel started, and in the first place, it was supposed to be only bad games. And that's how I picked up uh, Fist of Jesus, and I was like, yeah, that's that's a bad game, but it's not too bad. Uh, then, um, what was it? Was Is it Secret of the Magic Crystals, with which was like some weird horse game? And then I realized that it was a, a mobile game, and that yes. became kind of a, an inside joke because Fist of Jesus was also a mobile game. Oh. And I've reviewed multiple games that are actually mobile game ports to PC, which made me extremely angry because yes. I never knew they were. That's that's the one that, that but, got grabbed me by the, the gonads was the Garfield Racing one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garfield oh. Kart was was something, especially since I reviewed the entire the, the entire game. Hmm. And it's only before uh, during the the script writing process that I made a, a, a like I realized is that a is that a mobile game? Right. And I googled it. <laughs> and I flipped my shit. Uh. <laughs> There's nothing better than a secretly mobile game like <laughs> yeah. cool, where you just yeah. feel like there's there's something wrong. There's just something off like what was it? Where did they... Oh. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I think the worst game I've come across so far is uh, Gender Bender DNA Twister, Twister Extreme, which has a name that is completely ridiculous. <laughs> and um, uh, Revolution 60 was also pretty bad. Oh my god. And but they... then as I realized that playing only bad games would probably kill me, I started like <laughs> deciding that that whenever I fall in a game that I start playing and I can come up with at least one joke within the first hour of play, I will usually make a review out of it. Yeah. That's a good standard. But God. Yeah. And what was the most recent one? Um, you did one of the Sonic Adventure games, right? <laughs> Yeah, Sonic Adventure DX. Uh, that was, that's it. Basically, you made a meme out of it, but it's one of the things that I love is when, and I, I do it too. I, I just don't have anybody to call me out on it. But when people say the same phrase all the time on my last yeah. podcast, Chops and the Dude, Trey would say stuff like that. And I got him from one episode. I It was like over 18 times that I cut together at the end of the episode. And that just became the thing. Like every episode would end with him every time he said, and stuff like that. However many times I would just cut him out of the episode, go through one by one <laughs> and put him at the tail end. <laughs> so yeah, it would be like a minute and a half of, and stuff like that and stuff like that and stuff like that and stuff like that. Like just endlessly. What was yours? What was the one from Sonic? Uh, it was the, the, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> That's right. Everybody says, oh, no, a lot. <laughs> like every cutscene starts with, oh, no. 
<laughs> oh no, Sonic, yep. you've got it. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> uh but now uh a game that's coming to the channel is Killer's Dead. Ooh. That was It's a it's a Suda 51 game. Yeah. From the No More Heroes line. Yeah. Is it a sequel or and is it just like another game from them? It's just another game. Okay. It's not related to uh No More Heroes in any way shape or form. Right. But I picked it up because it looked kind of weird. Oh, and it is. <laughs> Extre- like very unique mm-hmm. and i played it for an hour and a half just for playtesting see if it was like valid for a review and i was able to write down at least 10 jokes within the first hour and a half i played it and i was like oh. this is a gold mine i need to do it <laughs> 10 jokes just in the tutorial i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's i cleared four stages oh my god <laughs> that's brutal that's uh can't wait. Those are the And it's not because the game is bad, it's just because like it's so easy to make fun of. Like mm-hmm. it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, their their games are completely insane. Like there's there's crazy shit in video games and it's like these guys cultivate and collect all that and put it in their game. Oh, it's so Japanese too. It's like <laughs> you play this and you're just what the heck, Japan? Right. I mean, I'm sure it's basically, it feels like one of your dub projects turned into a game. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> None of this shit makes any sense. Oh, God. <sighs> it's beautiful. Right? I love it. Damn it. So, aside from that, everybody do check out the Nerd Syndicate on YouTube. Um, the main reason for the season today is E3 happened last week. So... We are getting together to cover, it It was going to be the top four hits and top six misses because it was definitely a bad conference overall. But we're going to go through some of the, the positives, the negatives, some of the other announcements that might matter to some people, and then some of the other kind of fringe stuff that went on. But without any further ado, let's roll into the top five quote unquote hits. First up on my list, the Sony conference. This one actually happened over the weekend before E3. Or no, that wasn't one of them. Sony started on Monday, so the first day of E3. And they, I say, personally brought it harder than anybody else throughout the entire conference. What say you? Uh, Well... Actually, I think uh, Microsoft was the first conference over the weekend. They were, yeah. Weren't they? Yeah. Sony, yeah, okay. like, that, that was my fuck up. They, Sony came on Monday. Over the weekend, it was Microsoft, Bethesda, and Ubisoft? Ubisoft? I think so. Yeah, Ubisoft. Right. But Sony, do you agree kind of overall that they had the strongest showing? Yes, nobody had a great showing overall. I mean, in my opinion, Sony kind of did. But overall. Um, I would say Sony probably did. However, I think Nintendo had more things people actually want. Yeah, Nintendo did a pretty good job of definitely tickling the the fans' funny bones. I mean, with Mario, Metroid, and a couple others that everybody's been kind of pining for. But I don't know. I, I feel like if they had delayed the switch to after this e3 i think they would have had 
like the massive success they've always kind of wanted out of these. Like if they had come Potentially. in, yeah, if they had come in with the Switch and Breath of the Wild ready to go, like literally, like one of those things where here's we, we announced this console. Look at it, it's the new Switch. You could do this, that, and the other thing. Oh, here's Breath of the Wild. Oh, and by the way, you could buy them in the store right now. That that would be like mind blowing. That would everybody would just pee their pants and run out of there like with their wallets in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, but yeah, Nintendo is always kind of like. They have their own thing, mm-hmm. and they're not really part of that big competition between uh, Nintendo, uh, well, not Nintendo, uh, right. PlayStation and, uh, and Microsoft. Right. So they're always kind of like doing their, their own thing. So I don't really con- consider them in those events. Like mm-hmm. even though they're at E3, they, they they don't really count. No, their presence is always pretty small, <laughs> at least consistently over the last I don't know, few years, because they I've there's been years where they had no press presence no booth even at e3 yeah so they've definitely backed away from it but with sony i mean they had nothing that's that's one thing that was consistent for this e3 there was almost nothing that came out of the blue every single game almost every single game they announced or even console like everybody knew it was coming we had all seen it before the announcements had come before there was almost no surprises but True. Uh, was, well, it was like that for the, the entire E3 this year, though. Yeah, exactly. Everything that was announced was already, like, revealed a few mm-hmm. months ago. So now it's, I guess it's nice to see more information, see some of these games in action, but it's it kind of turned back into the regular E3 that we'll get into before, or, I mean, later, where a lot of just pre-rendered crap that, I mean, is just totally typical, just trailers for everything versus actual games, so... But with yep. Sony, I mean, they had the new Spider-Man from um, Insomniac, the guys that have done... That looked Ratchet really good, Clank. though. Like, uh, Spider-Man oh, games yeah. actually always are pretty decent, which oh, is no. really surprising no, to me. Not, not always. <laughs> not always, but, like, most of the time. Like, yeah, uh, no, they, they, they... A lot of the games from my childhood were Spider-Man games, yeah. like, on PS1 specifically. Yeah. Yeah, the PS1 Spider-Man, there is one that really stood out is pretty amazing and then spider-man 2 on ps2 is the golden standard now because that was the one yep, that, that had like is. the crazy swinging physics where you could just be a gymnast like flying through the air like nothing ever gave you the feeling of being a superhero like that game and and that's what this pretty one kind of looks to recreate i mean it's it's kind of a reincarnation of that that feeling and it now looks like you're in the world of Grand Theft Auto. So you've got that depth of detail too, which is new to the series. We have the technology. Right? <laughs> we can rebuild him. <laughs> we can make him better, faster, stronger. <laughs> Another one that I was excited for from Sony was Days Gone, the crazy zombie horde kind of action game yeah, that's that- coming. That's interesting, but on my side, it's like uh, another zombie game. <laughs> well, at least they, they kind of uh, they kind of slowed down on zombie games because for mm. a while we had a lot of those. Oh, like, yeah. everything was zombie related. Yeah, we hit maximum density for zombie games. <laughs> so at least now it's slowed down. So I guess Days Gone would be kind of fun to play. Mm-hmm. However, it's another goddamn open world. Like I feel oh. like everything is open world yep. today and it really bothers me. This this is this is Jason's like 
kryptonite right now is open world games. <laughs> There's just so many of them. Like I, I, I actually enjoy open world games. Like I, I thought Breath of the Wild had an amazing open world. Mm-hmm. But I'm still extremely burnt out of it because yes. there's just so many. Yeah. Like every everybody has their own open world now. It's mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow we get like what's what's a game that is usually super linear that could become a oh. an open world tomorrow morning. I mean the perfect example was Final Fantasy and they just did it with 15. Yeah, true. They tried to anyway. <laughs> They did a fairly well, 50, good job. I mean, they put an open world in their game, but yeah, it, it is. 15's open world is actually great. It, but the story, however. Yeah. It just, it's one of those things, though, where they didn't do enough with it. And I think that's kind of your problem with it is, I, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but I know a thing that I feel in playing an open world game is it has to feel alive and inhabited. It can't just be an open world with nothing to do because that's yeah, what everything much. starts and to turn into it's usually what happens to and like it's just an open world for the sake of being open world mm-hmm. but at the same time it's also because i am like i'm an adult now so <laughs> i have other stuff to do than to start oh, a game yeah. <laughs> and i know i'm gonna be stuck with it for like 80 hours because right. i need to explore everything and i need to complete the main quest all mm-hmm. the side quests and, and my big problem with open world games is that whenever i play them i feel like i'm always missing something yeah i'm just exploring and i always feel like i've missed something important totally <laughs> or like you're not doing the right thing or you're not progressing down the path that's going to get you the most satisfaction like you're chasing down a bunch of crap and collecting shit that in the end doesn't amount to anything like exactly mm-hmm. no i totally like, uh, breath feeling. of the wild with the koroks for example oh god <laughs> do, you, do you know what it gives you if you get all the koroks a, a piece of poop right <laughs> yes literally yes. a piece of poop Ah, which is it's so meta or meta that it's hilarious like you spent all this time you deserve nothing but a piece of shit (laughs) you idiot what's wrong with you Uh, why would you spend all this time collecting 900 freaking seeds seeds oh oh you found anyways (laughs) the worst oh but yeah like i get that feeling from um Grand Theft Auto 5, like, gives me that. Like, there's such a huge, massive, and incredibly detailed world that you have nothing to do with. You you yeah. do the main missions through the storyline. Yeah, there's a lot of garbage online that you can do, but still, 99% of the map is never interacted with besides just driving through. It's insane. True. So, I I think for for a game like that, it's, it is what it is. It kind of needs to be in that environment because of the nature of the, the game. But other games, like something like Breath of the Wild, if you did a, a good enough detailed, dense hub world where you would then go to other areas to do your missions, your quests, and whatever, and those could be more like smaller and linear, there's probably a balance in there somewhere where it would feel much more satisfaction or, or whatever you, however you want to put it. Because I think of um, Skyward Sword was kind of built that way. And I think there's there's more satisfaction to be had from something like that where 
you know when you're going out to do a quest that that's all you're there for. Versus, yeah, like, I never played Skyward Sword. Yeah, unfortunately, like uh, it's one of those Zelda games I skipped. Gotcha. And it's and I, <sighs> being yeah. a Zelda game, that's perfectly fine because they're they're so iterative anymore that you don't miss much. Like skipping one or two or three or ten, <laughs> like they all Pretty end much. up they're being all the, the same thing. <laughs> they're all the same, except Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game. Yes, Breath of the Wild is. <laughs> it's one of those games. It's like Super Mario Two. It's like they had this great concept, this great awesome game that was going on. It's like let's slap a Nintendo brand on that. Why not Zelda? And yeah, here you go. <laughs> it, it feels like it should have put it was, some fresh paint on it yeah. and done. But it's like it was it was going to be something else, and then they decided at some point, hey, why don't we use this brand that actually people give a shit about? Because this game looks really good. It'd be a shame to waste it with freaking I don't know Hello Kitty flower collection simulator. <laughs> well, that's what happened to uh, Star Fox Adventure though on on the GameCube. Oh, that started as the as um as Dinosaur Planet, I believe, oh, made geez. by Rare. So it could go either way, really. <laughs> and then Nintendo was like, yeah, uh, slap Fox on that. <laughs> slap Fox on that shit. Let's oh go. Ship it. Ship it. <laughs> Translation, ship it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, back to back to the top five now. Um, with Sony, I'll just rattle them off. We had God of War, which... Take it or leave it. It's one of their big franchises. Looks fine. We'll see how it actually turns out. Um, Skyrim VR. Big deal for me personally, but for everybody else, it's one of those things that, again, take it or leave it because this is now the third, I want to say third console generation, basically, that it's come out on. I know that's true for one of the ones we're talking about later, but this one, I guess it was a second. It came out on the PS3, PC, and now PS4, and now PSVR. So, yeah, it's been hanging around for a while. What did we figure out? How many years? Six. Uh, It came out on November 11th, 2011. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so almost six full years that this game has been out, and we're seeing yet another iteration of it, and... The big plot twist, M. Night Shyamalan, with a twist, full price, not DLC. Uh, I don't know about Skyrim if it is that way. I know for Fallout 4, it's going to be full price. Ugh. I, I hope to God somebody gets in their head and tells them that that is the wrong way to go, because that will not work. That is the worst possible. Because... I, I already oh, told yeah. Skyrim VR full price. Oh my god. $60. Flipping <laughs> idiots. Because that's the biggest thing. My last VR purchase was Dirt Rally. They patched in VR. And the game had been out for almost a year at that point. It was only $15. That is the typical price for a DLC. DLC is $5 to $20, maybe. I mean, for a season pass, $20. But full price for a game that's been out for six years? Who? What? Who is this for? Uh, I don't know. People who want to play Skyrim in VR. And I do, but not that bad. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's like, I want to play Skyrim in VR, but I don't $60 want to, pay, to play Skyrim in VR. Right. God, that's... Like, and for me, like as a Canadian, it's $80 right. just for the ability mm. to play in VR that at a game that have. came out six years ago. Yeah, to play to play VR 
which you don't own, which would cost eight hundred to a thousand dollars to to purchase and get into, plus another eighty. Like, ah, uh, when does it end? This is how platforms die. This is this is what does it. This is this is yeah. going to be the death knell of VR. Is when the mainstream titles that I've been pining for, like this, is the biggest lacking point for VR, in my opinion, is the lack of like triple a titles like full experiences everything's basically a demo or now it's getting patched into existing games but you still can't charge full price if you want people to really pick up and move with it especially when the hardware is so expensive oh just well, it's exactly what actually killed the 3d like 3d was a was a thing for a few years and mm-hmm. then it just died because nobody cared right no i i had to go out <laughs> I had to go way out of my way to find a 3D TV when I finally had the money to buy one. And even then it was only like eight, seven or eight hundred dollars, if that. But for like yeah. a big, like big screen LCD or LED backlit, like everything, 3D was already out of the picture. Everything was smart TVs. It's like, oh, do you want this shelf model 3D TV over here? Or do you want this new one that's basically like maybe $50 more and has Netflix and shit built into it. Like that's, that was your choices. And now 3d is just gone. It's you get yeah, 1080p with Netflix or a 4k TV. That's your choices. I'm so happy though, because, uh, because of my eyes and how they're basically fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 3d was never fun for me because oh, I don't see it. Damn. I just can't see 3D uh, like through the the technology we have right now. So, yeah. so it was like people, all the movies coming out of the freaking theater were in 3D, and I was like, I can't go. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, that's <laughs> it. Does nothing but give me a bad headache. <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, you weren't missing much because, like, on screen 3D is nothing really to write home about. It it can be cool, but it's this stupid thing where. You're basically looking into a shadow box where you can see into this thing that has depth and everything, but it doesn't like pull you into it. It doesn't like VR. VR is amazing because it puts that puts you in the world. Like literally you look left and right. You're in the world versus just looking into this box that, oh, I feel like I could reach into the TV now. Like that, that's it. So, and even then with the the movies the worst thing about it is your eyes are not allowed to focus on anything in the foreground or background because it's predetermined the film is filmed one way so it's basically locked in the focus is set on what they want you to look at everything else is blurry so much yeah like i remember watching avatar in 3d and that was the biggest pain in the ass thing about it is yeah you've got the main characters like they're floating across this big open room where stuff's like floating around in zero gravity and everything's like going nuts. They're just floating across and they're in focus, but there's a bunch of shit going on behind them and you can't tell what it is because it's all blurry. It's in the background. It's what's the, what's the point? So like I said, you're, you're not missing much with VR. Yeah. And like we talked about, I think if you could get your hands on an actual PSVR and have the time to kind of sit and screw around with it to try to get it nailed into where your eyes are comfortable and everything. Hopefully you can enjoy it at some point because I do. I love it. Like when it's working, it's working awesome and it feels great. I love it. So 
Someday. I played a little bit of uh, Resident Evil 7. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the, in VR, the, that's and the that first was, and only uh, one to make me want to Never barf. again. <laughs> <laughs> that one's, that never one's, again. That's harsh. That is, that's a hard one to get into. So, <laughs> but, like, you've got to try a racing game first, and then the X-Wing, like, little demo thing they put in Battlefront. Like, those two things right there... That's that's the major selling points for me for for VR, like that that did. Oh it. man, a spaceship game, a bit like um, Elite Dangerous, for example, in mm-hmm. VR would be freaking amazing. Yeah, I don't even doubt it. No, like the one that I still need to try that I've been putting off, putting off, putting off because other stuff has come out. But Eve Valkyrie, that's that's the one that I've got to get my hands on still and try out because that. That's that's it. Like that's the definition of ER for me. Is something like that. I don't know if you've seen it because he said Elite Dangerous. Uh, it's, it's along the same lines. It's spaceship dogfighting, but it's in the Eve universe. But it's still okay. It's yeah, like that sounds a, actually good. Yeah, it's like a multiplayer um, dogfight thing more than Eve proper because that's no oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole another animal. <laughs> um, other top five things like they get a lot softer from here out but microsoft had um their big announcement of the new crackdown game which everybody kind of thought was coming along but nobody thought terry cruz was going to be the main character and be in the trailer and be on the roof screaming and shooting stuff (laughs) (laughs) terry cruz is freaking hilarious he's awesome he's gonna be in overwatch he's gonna be in overwatch too oh yeah, I believe it was confirmed. He's going to voice the next character, and it's beautiful. Oh, well, and he's done so much online. Like, he... It was probably a sponsored deal, but he made, like, a whole YouTube series of getting components together and building his own VR-ready PC. So he is actually, factually, a huge gamer. Like, it's a it's a big thing in his home and life. Like, it's it's no BS with that guy. So to see him actually being in games now, like Mr. Old Spice, like <laughs> Mr. Muscle Man himself, <laughs> yeah. like it's it's pretty damn exciting. I was happy to see that. Good for him. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, it's really beautiful. <sighs> I remember he was really excited because like some someone made a joke about Terry Crews voicing the new character in Overwatch, and Terry <laughs> Crews was super excited about it. it. Was like, put me in, coach. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. It's probably because they showed like some some concept art or something right yeah that's that's great that's that's the world we live in someday that'll be us me and you man we'll be like yep bro i would love to be in that game and oh phone starts ringing yeah oh if only another one this was a, a personal favorite for jason there monster hunter world right yeah, Monster Hunter is finally coming back to uh, Sony PlayStation, where it was after born. so many years on Nintendo consoles. Oh. Because why? <laughs> I, I don't. I, well, actually, I know why. Oh. Uh, Capcom actually had a, a contract with Nintendo, uh, promising exclusivity on Monster Hunter for um, for a few years. Jeez. Yep. Those deals, I swear to God, they don't work out in the end for anybody. Like, yeah, the studio yeah. gets money up front, but in the long run, do you really make any more than you would have if you had just gone cross-platform and actually had a nice, broad audience? 
Well, actually, um, Monster Hunter coming to 3DS was a huge plus for the series. Like, it introduced the series to so many people I know okay. uh, that I never played it. Because, let's be real, the PSP sold like garbage when it came right. out. At least over here in America. Yeah, totally. In Japan, it was huge, but yeah. here it was kind of garbage. And uh, to be fair, it was a good move from Capcom. Mm-hmm. However, when the when they sh- when they announced Monster Hunter World, I was both excited because it's finally like a full HD Monster Hunter game coming to PS4, and yeah. I was like, finally, I get to see Monster Hunter where it's supposed to be, right? Right. But I was also extremely worried because of that trend of open world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started uh, digging and I did some research and I read about it, and I am actually really glad because they're just going. They're going with the same formula as before. They're okay. just making it a little bit more accessible. Okay. Well, it's going to have like online multiplayer again too, right? Like drop in, drop out. Regions I think I saw. Or you have to load in between. It's going to be just one big open map whenever you enter Ooh. a quest. Ooh. So I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. No, that's a lot better. And I'm actually glad to know that the the tracking system and everything was not part of an open world kind of mechanic no it's just uh it's to make the game more accessible to new players to find uh the monsters they're looking for in the first place it's going to be easier that way okay maybe not later on in the game though Uh, i think it's always going to be something but uh Hmm. because i would see like maybe scaling it to where starting out or like lower level monsters or only specific types of monsters like easier lower lower end stuff you could get using like the tracking system but if you want to go after the big game the crazy ones like that stuff's gone basically like a a sliding difficulty type of thing well tracking is not a good uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> i was about to say it's not a good a good thing it's actually it's a good thing mm-hmm. because sometimes it's kind of it's kind of garbage because uh right now in monster Hunter games if you want to track your your prey you have to uh, throw a paintball right? at it, then yeah. they, be- they become this pink blob on the map, and that's <laughs> how you track them. So if you get rid of that and put tracking instead, I'm completely fine with it. Okay. Well, as long as they like build it in and make it kind of make it make sense in the universe, where like you would actually track an animal, like finding footprints or following a scent trail or something like that, because that's kind of what I saw in the trailer that they showed. Is you turn on exactly, yeah, kind of like your your predator senses, and then you could see spots where they've been or kind of signs that lead to them. So yeah, I could dig it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. For it, and it's like I might wait for the PC version, but then again, I am an impatient piece of crap. Mm-hmm. I might I might even buy it twice. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Don't even wait for the sale. This will be an eighty dollar purchase. Oh boy. Oh my god, yeah, that, you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, twice a year, I mean, why not? If there's a, a game that's or two that bad. comes out, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. <clears throat> the, the majority of my games... Especially Monster Hunter. Go ahead. Especially Monster Hunter, though, because, like, even though it's $80, like, every single every single Monster Hunter that came out, I have at least 300 hours on them. Holy shit. <laughs> so oh even god. at 800 uh, even at eight, uh, at $80, I still get my money's worth. Yeah. Sounds like holy crap! <laughs> oh no! With um, for for my gaming, I I have GameFly, and I don't know if you guys have that up in Canada yet, but 
$15 a month, you get one game out. You could get two at a time for like $23 a month, I think. But not only that, you get a steep discount if you want to keep a game that you have rented. So like right now I have Horizon Zero Dawn, which is probably like still 50 some odd bucks in the store. I could keep it for, I think it was $34 and I get like a a $5 discount, which I've got two of right now. So I could get it for like 24 bucks if I wanted to keep it. Right. So that's where a majority of my purchases come from is I'll rent a game and then end up keeping it for half the price that it should be. Um, But throughout the course of the year, there's still like two or three games that I will pick up on launch, like Dirt 4 when it came out, I went and bought that, but it was a surprise because it was only 50 bucks instead of the normal 60 for whatever reason. And that was just at, at Walmart. I don't even know why. There was no like advertising or anything. I just Googled the day it came out. Oh, who's got it? Oh, Walmart's cheaper. All right, I'm going there. Like, <laughs> it was a, a weird deal. <laughs> why not? Right. But that and then, oh, what else did I buy? Like Final Fantasy 15 I bought. And then when Gran Turismo comes out, I'll probably buy that. But that's that's kind of it. Like those are the only must-haves for me for the rest of the year. So, but I'm sure other Final stuff Fantasy will come 15 along. goes for dirt cheap now. I've oh, yeah. seen it at like 35 bucks at Best Buy. Right. And I mean, God, even less <laughs> if you look used online, like eBay or something. Ugh. But that's yeah. that's one that I bought like launch day, or at least in the first week after I saw everybody else playing. It was like okay, <laughs> I wanted to see how it like was received by the real world not just reviews and everything and once once i had that solid opinion like i was good to go yeah yeah me too like i i don't trust uh, i don't trust the media with reviews like you can't and it's anymore. funny coming from me because i make game reviews right, right? So. <laughs> but no i mean today in these these days in this age like you can't because just go online and look at all the E3 coverage and everybody's going goo goo gaga over every stupid thing that was announced. None of these things are good. There's maybe like a handful, like we're talking about the top five and that's almost it. Like everything else is just kind of rinse and repeat garbage. Like nothing new, nothing nobody's ever seen before. Pretty much a new Assassin's Creed again. (laughs) Well, like I've been saying, it's Assassin's Creed 23. Like, (laughs) 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 Because they just never stop. You need to stop Ubisoft. Yes. we. Ubisoft needs to be, like, just completely rinsed out because they have just lost their minds. Everything is the same over and over again. Yes, they've they've come out with some new licenses, some new IPs. Like, they had um, the crew that we'll talk about later just for a little bit, but also Watch Dogs. Like, that was a big one. But Watch Dogs 2 is nothing that I've never played before. It was just, yeah. like, I don't know, a little bit better acting is the best I could kind of find in that game. But everything else has literally been done before. It's just Grand Theft Auto. Like, ugh, depressing. Um, what's not depressing is we also found out there's another mainline series entry in the Pokemon franchise. But for a console? What? Not the Game Boy? Not, not a DS game? Holy shit. Yeah, but it was super glossed over, though. It's like Nintendo was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're working on a uh, core RPG game for a Nintendo Switch. Okay, oh, bye. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> Please buy Metroid. Oh. That's all we got. That's, uh, that's all we got. That's, and like we talked about, that's that's Nintendo anymore. They just, 
they're they're so out of touch with the audience. They have, I mean, they must just sit in a, a dark room together around a circle table and discuss, this is what's going to be the new thing. This is what we're going to put all our energy into. And they just run out and they start screaming and jumping and yelling about it. And that's it. That's, that's their research. <laughs> like they have no clue what people actually want. Screams in Japanese. <laughs> right. But of course, when you have the Nintendo machine, just pumping out money, who cares? Pretty much. Oh, so depressing. Those guys. And now I know we're gonna we're gonna be jumping around a little bit, but um, I know you. We kind of just glossed over uh, God of War. Yeah. And I wanted to mention something that really worries me about that game. Go for it. And it's like God of War is the kind of game I wanted to pick up so that I can beat dudes. Like I just want to like kill everything and beat up everything I can see mm-hmm. and kill a bunch of gods, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're we're getting this game where you have to take care of your son. It's, <laughs> and it's it looks the Father's really... Day simulator. <laughs> yeah, but it, it looks so slow compared to what I want from a, from from a God of War. Right. Like a, I'm I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Like it looks good, but it doesn't look like God of War. <laughs> no, it's 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 almost like they took too much influence from something like Dark Souls. Where uh, I would say more like The Last of Us, maybe. Yeah, I see that too. That oh, is that no? That's Naughty Dog did Last of Us. Yeah, because this is yeah. Santa Monica, but it is it's still a, a first party Sony studio, so that's not too far out. But no, I see what you're saying. Where it is more like a a paced combat, where it's like a step by step, almost like Tekken versus Mortal Kombat, like <laughs> yeah, or, or, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this is that is not God of War. I no. want to see. I want to see Kratos being a freaking badass. I don't uh-huh. want. I, I don't want him to be dad. No. And like, <laughs> Dad Simulator 2018. Right. Ugh. That's it. Is now that you mention it, it is kind of disappointing. But I. I don't know. I've. I've been checked out on that franchise since like God of War two. Like I couldn't even finish yeah, that I mean, one. Because it's me just, too. Oh. I, I haven't played anything past God of War two. Yeah. No. I. I think. So I, I played God of War 1, never beat it. I played God of War 2, got pretty far, and I think still never beat it. But then I did beat God of War 3, which was funny because that one made me feel the worst because it was so graphic and gross. And, like, the one that really got me was you fight, pretty sure it was Achilles at one point, and you, like... Mm-hmm you physically like rip his body apart and like gouge out his eyes or something like there was just so much gross shit in that game that you were forced to do. And it's like, I really, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. I feel like this is, this is <laughs> shit that go, people go to jail for. I, I really don't know if I should be doing this or at least give me the option to like avoid it somehow. Like that, it, it just got gross at, at a lot of points in that game poor guy yeah it was it was weird <laughs> but i mean the combat in general like the fighting it was it's always been fun and satisfying and like most of the boss fights when you're fighting like a giant freaking minotaur monster or a giant statue like come to life those things are awesome 
where yeah and and because they're not direct combat too where it's almost like a puzzle in itself that oh you've got to wait for him to hit this spot so you could attack his hand and then he reaches at you with the other hand you jump on that and then you get to his face like oh yes like this is awesome but when you're just grabbing a guy and wringing his neck until the life bleeds out of him it's like just a little too visceral like ugh. imagine doing it in vr too Oy. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> get the fbi oh, well. knocking at your door get swatted Oy. The... so yeah that was just my my little highlight for god of war yeah no that there's there's much to be said about that series but back on the list again yeah like we said pokemon a main series entry finally after all these years it's the first console main series entry everything's been portable up until this point i mean the first game was on game boy and game boy color so it's it's very unique for that series everything else has just been sideline stuff like picture taking simulators and <laughs> weird shit so yeah well it, it's always been pocket monster right right so. you know it's true but it makes sense now because the, the switch is kind of portable so i guess true yeah they're not they're not really cheating it at all actually because it is However, still I'm kind of like, apparently the Nintendo confirmed that uh, the 3DS is not dying, though, so oh, no. I'm, I'm kind of confused. Why would you keep your 3DS alive when you have a system like the Switch? Like, go right. full... Commit to like, something. Full steam. Yeah. Go full steam on the, the Switch. Leave no. the other one alone. This one, the, like, the 3DS is old by now. It's like, you have a brand new system that does both. Right. <laughs> Get you Focus a girl that does it. both. <laughs> it's it's weird they've always been about like splintering their audiences though that's that's another big trend yeah. in gaming right now is splintering of audiences so i don't know they're just following the trend i guess oh the other the other crazy thing that i saw out of e3 and this is completely unrelated to any games but it was definitely a monumental thing there was a, a girl that's a streamer which is a huge thing now. Everybody's Everybody and their mom is a streamer. Everybody has their own channel on Twitch. Everybody's promoted or a partner with Twitch now and blah, blah, blah. And someday I hope to be too, as well as Jason. But this chick just like up and disappeared. And I was going through my Twitter feed a couple nights ago and E3 was more or less over, I think. And IGN retweeted this thing that, oh, this streamer girl is missing she was last seen at a Twitch party after E3, and she was supposed to be somewhere in the morning. She had other obligations, stuff that she was supposed to be working at, didn't show up for. So there was literally like a police report filed, and everybody in the world was retweeting this and talking about like, where is this girl? Has anybody seen her? Is this, that, the other thing? A few hours later, which is the weirdest thing, it's like she wakes up in the morning at some point and sees that her Twitter thread has just exploded. Her mentions are going crazy. Everybody's like saying all this shit about her being missing. And she like gets on somebody else's phone and posts a live video of herself saying, Hey guys, I'm fine. My phones are dead. Everything's cool. Okay. Bye. Well now literally everybody says like, that can't be right. Like, she must have been coerced. Like, they're forcing her to say this. And then there's some, like, weird tweets that came out from her account. And they're like, just a little off. 
like they're 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 not completely out of place, but they're just that little bit of like this sounds like a, a kidnapper, like somebody pretending to be her or somebody hacked her phone and everybody's just still going crazy, like, oh my god, she da, 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 da. couple hours well, later. I'm looking to, go ahead. I'm looking at it now online, like I'm trying to find information <laughs> about it, and I can see like no contact with friends, didn't show up to her meetings or panels right. at E3 for over 20 hours. Yes. <sighs> And what just the heck. And finally, like, comes back and people finally, like, find her. And she's been in her hotel room, which is the stupidest thing. Your hotel room has a goddamn phone in it. If you knew everybody's looking for you, how do you not just call anybody? Because she hadn't talked to friends, family, business associates, nobody in, like you said, like, over 20 hours. So, yeah, <laughs> the world is losing its shit. Like, thinking, like, I mean, this, this is how these things happen. People just get drugged at a party and disappear and get raped and murdered and God knows what. And no, she was just snoozing all f***ing day and never told anybody. So, finally comes out, like, her friends find her again in her room... She comes out with another video and says, like, oh, yeah, I was just, you know, I wanted to 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 disconnect for a while, and I went to this casino, and you could check with the casino, because they know I was there, I was on the cameras, and blah, 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 blah. Still nothing about what the hell happened to the whole day that you were supposed to be taking part in. It was insane. Just flipping insane. And, again, it's... For my money, one of the best things to come out of E3, because just the, the thread of tweets from her and everybody else and people like being supportive, people talking shit, people like saying that she's an idiot. And now she comes back saying that she's so embarrassed that she's never going to stream again. And she's just a, a mess. And so this surreal. Like, like, oh, my God. <laughs> just if you had is just this, been responsible. Real life? Right. Like, if you had just taken, like, five minutes to just say, here's what I'm doing. Hey, people that I know, I'm going to be here. And then, hey, people that I'm supposed to be working for tomorrow, I'm not going to make it. Like, anything. Just so dumb. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was exciting. Like, I was almost late to work, like, watching it just to see, like, what was going to happen. Like, oh. Uh, it was intense. Wow. <laughs> it was awesome. All right. Note to self, Chops likes drama. Oh, my God. Do I? Uh, nothing better. <laughs> nothing better than a good uh, bit of drama. I also like drama for some reason. It's right? like I, I keep telling myself I need to stay away from drama. But oh, whenever God, I no. see it online, I'm just like, I, I can't stop. No. I can't stop reading it. The, the, trick every is, time. <laughs> the trick is just to not get involved. Like be a be a bystander. Yeah, Grab your popcorn, enjoy the show, but do not get involved. Do not engage. <laughs> exactly. So much fun. Oh, I loved it. Man. So from there, it's it's kind of a good lead-in because that is like a total epic fail. Well, now let's talk about the top six misses from E3 2017. Narrowing it down to six oh only, boy, what what a, what an achievement that is. Because <laughs> this, like we've talked about, this was not a great E3. There is plenty to be negative about, but you know, in the in the interest yeah. of being a positive podcast and not just being a a total shitbagger, <laughs> we'll, we'll limit. Oh, it I down. can see the first point on that list, uh, and. Uh... Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Jason knows. I have a lot to say about that stuff. So, 
like we said, over last weekend, Microsoft was one of the first ones to come out with their conference, and they announced the the long, I don't know, teased and hinted at new Microsoft console that was called the Scorpio and is now called the Xbox Box X One Box, or whatever, because who cares? <laughs> it's a quote-unquote yeah. upgraded Xbox, and it does. It packs some impressive hardware for a console, nothing compared to a full-featured gaming PC, and it still only does 4K and maybe 60 frames per second on some games, and God knows if it'll be worth anything because they still want $500 for it, and it doesn't do it's still honestly that much more than any other console out there, so... <laughs> They need to fire the, the the guy who came up with the name as well, like yes. Xbox One X. Right. Like, it's like you have the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and now you have the Xbox One X. Not even trying. Just, <laughs> I mean, Scorpio was a great name. If they would have just stuck with that, it, it would be so much yeah. better. Like, uh. But now, like, we have the Xbox One X, yep. we have the PS4 Pro, right. and that brings up... Like what I wanted to talk about when I saw this point on the list, mm-hmm. and it's like um, this generation of console is like how how old right now? When did the PS4 come out, for example? Oh, I just looked at it the other day because they originally said they want this to be a ten year lifespan on this generation of consoles, both Sony and Microsoft. And I think the PS4 yeah. has been out for four years, maybe, if that. 15th, November 15th, 2013. So... Four years it will be. Yeah, so... so they're not even halfway in, there. <laughs> and we have an upgraded version of it that you have to pay 500 bucks for. for. And it, in my opinion, it defeats the purpose of being a, a console gamer. Like, when I played on console a lot before I changed to PC back in 2009... Mm-hmm. The main the main reason why I would play consoles is because like you bought one and you were good for ten years and you never had to worry about it. Yeah. Right. Everything would come out and your console will al- al- always run it properly and everything. Mm-hmm. But now it's like if I'm gonna have to buy a new version of my console every five years, I'm just not gonna bother. No. Well, and at least they're not pushing it to that point yet, and that's why these consoles really in the end are completely pointless because they add they are <clears throat> they add a little bit of performance to an existing console base so everybody that has a PS4 you you're basically selling this to the guys that want to upgrade to the next best thing but that's not everybody that is such a small percentage of people and then anybody that's new for however, whatever reason, new to the PS4 at this point, they're not going to buy the four or $500 one and with the Xbox too. When you could buy, God forbid, a used refurbished one for like $200, there's, who is this for? It's the weirdest thing. Now, <laughs> the market that I've heard, because I have heard people talk about it on different podcasts, different internet sources, if you have a, a good 4K TV that can do HDR, you need to own one of these consoles because it will melt your eyes. It will blow you away the quality of graphics. 
but still not 60 frames consistently. So I don't understand that point of it, but visually just in, in like frozen images, I guess, <laughs> like if you, if you load up the game and stand still and look out over the horizon, it looks breathtaking, like better than real life type of thing. So if you're one of those 0.002% of people, go for it. Spend the money, Mr. Megabucks. Like, but everybody else? Maybe I just no don't reason. get it. Maybe well, I just don't get it. But I I, I have played with uh, the PS4 Pro, for example, mm-hmm. on a 4K TV in HDR and everything. And I was not blown away. It's, well, then it, I it looked is. at it. It's it's completely pointless then. If, if a normal gamer can look at it and say, eh, then it's it's pointless. There's no reason. Like, unless you can get the average gamer to look at it and say, oh my god, it's never going to turn into anything. It's it's bananas. Like, what a waste. It's prettier, sure, but it's not, like, it's not worth investing for a 4K TV and a brand new console. It's like, no. I'm not going to pay, like, maybe... We'll say $1,500 so that I can play in a kind of look better looking right. screen thing. And still <laughs> like, not VR? No, it's not worth it. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just weird and I don't no, see it, but no, no you're, I, you're I don't not. think it's worth it. Because that's, that's the thing that everybody has said is you have to see it in person to really get it. But if like you, you see it in person and say, again, eh, like, <laughs> why? Why bother? So I, I too, I want to get to that point. I want to see it in action, see it in person. I'm not going to go out and buy a new TV and a new console. So it's definitely lost on me. And I, I don't know. I feel like I'm the target audience for most things with gaming. So again, not sure who it's for, not sure what the point is. It's kind of a little stipend to keep things running on, like I said, a 10 year console cycle, but this is not going to get you six years of road ahead like that. Something dramatic has to happen. And if this is happening now already, God, are we going to see the next generation in the next year or two? It, it seems likely because how far after it doesn't help, though. It doesn't help, though, because uh, TVs, TVs have changed a lot in a very short amount of years. Like, for example, I just bought my smart tv last year Mm -hmm. and now they want me to upgrade my tv again and i'm like no i just paid 800 bucks for that tv Mm -hmm. and that's that's turning into everything now like all electronics are and maybe that's where the scorpio and the the ps4 pro makes sense to the corporate side of these companies like sony big pants and microsoft big pants are looking at this saying everybody else is doing this every other kind of electronics this is how they work we need to do the same thing we need to follow that trend like with the tvs i mean every every year there's a new gimmick there's a new thing so maybe that's that's all they're doing it's a way to keep their their stockholders happy it's like look we're we're doing exactly what works for everybody else Potentially, but, but it does it work for video game consoles? Does it work for gamers? I I guess we'll see. I mean, from I don't think what it I've does. heard, I think the only reason why it works so well with the phones, for example, mm-hmm. is because you will need a new phone every yeah. few years. That's for sure. Because right. uh, phones, well, you use them every day. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, 
you probably spend a few hours on them every day as well. Oh, like, yeah. um, I'm always on my phone when I'm on break, when I'm on lunch mm-hmm. at, at the office, when I, uh, when I'm on the bus on my way to the office and everything. So I use my phone a lot. Right. And usually by the time, by the time it's been two, three years, I've, I've had the same phone. I have to change it because it doesn't work right anymore. Right. There's a few things that need to be, ch- that would need to be changed. And, all the applications are now outdated and won't work on that phone. So that's fine. Right. But for a TV or a game console, it's like, Ugh. I don't want to invest that kind of money. No, nope. This that's, is an entertainment system. That's the world they want you to live in, though. <laughs> that's the new world order of the whole thing, unfortunately, because that's, that's literally what it's coming to be. Ugh. Well, at that point, it's like, I'm on PC because of that. Like, if I'm going to have to upgrade my, 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 my stuff every five years anyway, might as well be on PC. Yeah, right. That's, that's true. They are, <laughs> they're narrowing the, the gap on that kind of thing. Cause that's, that's always that been my bitch. Also, like consoles are more and more like PCs now. Like yeah. something that was really great about consoles is was coming back home with your game and putting it in and it would start right. and that's it. Now you have to to buy your game, you bring it home, you put it in, there's an installation that lasts two hours, and then mm-hmm. you have a three-hour patch to do, and it's like, <laughs> okay, so I bought the game, I'm going to play it tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's that's what I've told everybody when it comes down to like a new game release. I've taken days off of work before on the release day of, like I did it on the release day of the PS4, I did it on the release day of the last Gran Turismo that came out. I didn't get to play it Mm -hmm. at all during that day because, yes, (laughs) you spend 10 hours waiting for updates because everybody else is trying to update at the same time, too. And, yeah, it's literally take the day after (laughs) because that's when you're actually going to be able to play the piece of crap. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Um, Back to our list, then. General public admittance. This is something that was never a thing for E3. E3 has always been a trade show. It's always been press and like industry insiders only. Well, now this year they sold something like, oh, was it 1,500 or 15,000 general admission tickets, which great for them, I'm sure. I'm sure they made a shit ton of money doing that. But now you're back to this point where all of the games have multiple hour long lines just to get up to to play a crappy demo of a game that you may not even like so i've seen a lot of just negative comments just about that factor alone because i mean not being a press person that's probably easy for them to get in and out of there they're not really interested in standing in line playing the games but every normal layman that went in there and tried to do that like probably not a good return on their investment then i don't know if you've been at any kind of shows like that before it's a very odd decision especially for e3 well like i get it because that's that's a big bitch that i mean even i had at one point it's like well it's it's nice that they have this big expo and all these demos and shit but nobody gets to play them except for like different press people like people that go back and write a review for ign or whatever so I, I get it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's all about the execution, I think. I mean, did anybody get the experience that they wanted out of that now? Was it was it really a benefit? Like I said, I'm sure they made money off of it, but I know I went to the, the PlayStation experience a couple of years ago, and that was fun, and the lines weren't 
excessive for that. But God, I, I can't imagine E3 where you're waiting hours just to play Battlefront 2. I've never been at a gaming expo at all. Like, mm-hmm. would it be E3 or any convention? I think the only convention I attended was Comic Con back in 2013 in Montreal, and that was so jam packed. I never want to go again. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, way too many people for stuff I don't really care about. I'm not really into comic books, right? In the first place, yeah. So it was not that interesting, and there were a lot of people, way too many people. Ugh. No, that's that's something that I've been looking so, towards doing here, especially like Portland. They've got a couple of cons that happen every year here in town, and then there's also Emerald City that happens up in Seattle, which isn't too far away. But it is like. There's there's only so much that I would want to see there. Like maybe go to a panel or two, and then yeah, it's cool to see all the collectibles and comic books that you can walk around and buy. And I would never stand in line for anybody's autograph. I probably wouldn't want to spend more than like forty or fifty dollars max at an expo to buy shit. And I don't need more shit. Like <laughs> I've got enough already. So it is kind of lost on me. But that's where like the game expos. At least there's something. And you get to play things before anybody else does. Like, I did get to play demos for games that didn't release for at least, like, a year after. And even then, we played an earlier E3 demo for For Honor, which took almost two years to release, finally. And granted, like, nobody really missed much with that one. But still, it's like that early access. that is It is cool, but it's not worth waiting eight hours in line for. No, I would never do that. Nope. I don't have that that kind of patience. No, it it was a bummer. And one of the big things at the PlayStation experience too, we went there to try the PlayStation VR and just found out that it was appointment only and all those slots were filled weeks before the actual event. So like the biggest feature of it and we couldn't even do anything with it. That was, that was disappointing. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of VR, one of the other misses, which... It's something I really looked forward to, and now it's something that is, it, it was just completely snatched from my grips, was Fallout 4 VR, because we knew it was coming. Um, Bethesda had finally talked about it a couple months ago, I think, that like the one of the head guys said like out loud and in public that they were working on it, and here it is. It's finally been announced, and it's only coming to... PC on the HTC Vive. No PSVR, no Oculus. Everybody's screwed. Unless you're on that one configuration. So, good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Such a pain in the ass. Gotta have a lot of money to play that Fallout 4 VR. Right. Because, I mean, we were talking the Vive. I want to say it's like $800 to get just a a standard kit more well yeah to get all like the the hardware and the, the the controllers and everything like the wireless controllers and the sensors god knows but oh maybe maybe it's 800 us but in canadian dollars it's uh, uh 1500 no 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 1200 oh, 1200 <laughs> <laughs> triple the psvr that is amazing yeah oh. so yeah it's, uh, it's a lot of money if you're if you're looking to get into fallout vr and you don't have a pc or an htc vive 
just go ahead and clear out your checking account. <laughs> Sell your car. Can't believe this. It's it's insane. I mean, again, that's that's. I can build order. myself a gaming PC with that with, with that money just for the headset. Right. <laughs> a fourteen, uh, like a a a four K TV that can do one hundred and twenty frames per second, or just the HTC Vive. Which do you want? <laughs> exactly. Oh, what a joke. Ugh. So very disappointed in that. The only like saving grace was that they came out a couple days later and said they're doing Skyrim on psvr but like jason has alerted me to it's going to be a full price game which is complete bullshit and it's a game that's already six years old and this is like the third second and a half console that it's released for so basically kiss my cheeks bethesda you guys suck you need to release a new game in either one of those franchises and quit dicking around with six-year-old games (laughs) and stabbing your fans in the back with these full price releases and your bs content stores for your mods that were free for what 35 years now so definitely i just don't understand though like they tried to have uh, to have paid mods like a year or two ago and it was a complete disaster people were freaking angry about it and now they just announced it again at e3 i don't i just don't understand it's it's beyond explanation honestly like their their system is quote-unquote different but it's still not the same and <clears throat> when you said that, it, I, I, I did remember that. Like, it's definitely out of my, kind of the front of my mind. So I wonder if that's kind of the thing is, oh, everybody kind of forgot that we did that. So let's try again. Because <laughs> it was it was Steam that did it before though, right? Um, As opposed to Bethesda? Potentially, I'm not sure. Because It was available through Steam, yes. I think that might be the difference is that Steam tried to do it globally and everybody th- shit the bed. And now Bethesda is doing it as a standalone developer publisher. Maybe. I'm not completely sure. But maybe that's the difference why everybody isn't freaking out. But yeah, it's still, it's a, it's a good deal, bad deal. Because it's good that content creators could finally see some money for the stuff that they've been doing for years for free. But at the same time, the vast yeah. majority of them aren't going to see crap. Because it's like a featured artist thing. You have to get in and signed up with them they have to approve and select you from the group to then sell your content so it's not going to affect the the joe blow of the world this this isn't etsy for video game mods i could go on and on about bethesda and how i i have a lot of issues with them but Mm -hmm. that's the discussion for another day yeah that's another episode (laughs) that's another two-hour podcast we'll do Exactly. It's oh, it. Jesus. We could go on and on about it. Right. Oh, another crappy situation, another miss from E3. And these two kind of go together. It's this fakery that goes on at E3 and a lot of conferences like this. They've got number one, fake audience reactions. And then they're still showing after all these years and after all how much crap is talked and shit thrown at them. They're still showing fake gameplay trailers and try to pass them off as real in-engine footage. These guys will never are you freaking talking about, learn. Uh, are you talking about uh, Anthem and yes. how like the the group is talking and oh, it's super fake? So much. Like that. That is like my <laughs> number one example of it because 
year after year you see this stuff and it's usually a bigger deal before consoles launched. Like the biggest one was before the PS3 launched Killzone made this ridiculous yeah. trailer that looked insane that probably still isn't possible to pull off on PS4 hardware and pass it off as in engine. This is this is gameplay. This is coming from a PS3 console and watch this guy play it. It's not pre-rendered. He they're not just miming the the motions on the controller. No. Completely obviously was cuz the game comes out and it's two thirds as good looking as the trailer was. And they're still doing this shit 10 years later. Why? What? Where do these people get off? <laughs> it's like, uh, I can let it pass. But at some point, it's when they have a group talking and oh, yeah. you hear them talk and you're just like, that's not how I talk when I play games with right. friends. Hey, over here. <laughs> the look, flip, the group is so organized and all that. And right. like on my side, when I play with friends, it's just like, there's a dude on the left. I'm going to yeah. shoot his face. It's like, right. that's it. Hey, I found a dead guy. <laughs> like, that's it. Oh, and, and even then, like, it's, oh God, I'm trying to think of like, if we ever got that deep in something like even Battlefield, because obviously when you get into something like, well, God, even then, like the Splinter Cell multiplayer games and then like Rainbow Six multiplayer and even, um, holy shit. What's that one on source counter-strike counter-strike. Yeah. Like. Counter-Strike and, God, what is it now? CS2 Go or whatever the hell they call it. Those kind of nice. games. CS Go. Yeah, where you're supposed to have strategy. Still, not a thing. <laughs> Nobody does that. No. We, anywhere. <laughs> I play I play with friends at CS Go, and usually mm-hmm. we, we, we don't talk anything close to what they're no. doing. And, like, <laughs> it's, just it's a competitive cussing. game, and we don't even talk that well, eloquently it's like just, uh, just go on youtube I, i'm rushing banana it's like... right yeah no just go on youtube and watch one of the actual like pro gamer like tournaments and see how much those guys talk because they don't they don't say shit until they're pissed yeah. off because somebody killed them cheaply or they win a match otherwise nothing there's no words it's insane and even, I mean, like they something like talk, We just can't hear them, but oh, uh, yeah, yeah they, they, they don't say much. It's going to be like <laughs> stuff like a uh, rush B. Yeah, true. Yeah. Or uh, planning. Little things, not like full-blown strategy. Like yeah. I'm going to go over here, then you go over there, and then you flank them around this side and blah, blah, blah. But no, no, nobody does no, that. Because they do that during practice. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. But yeah, the fake audition, or audience reactions too, those were just disgusting this year where... It's just a guy walking out on stage, not a celebrity, not like a famous game developer or anybody. It's just Joe French guy from Ubisoft and the audience goes nuts. Like there's people whistling and clapping and screaming. And it's like, nobody knows who this guy is. What? And, and when they who show, was it? it was just a, the, somebody, Jean Lafleur the third, whoever from Ubisoft, like I have no idea. He's, he's not a, a person that's, like, top of my list of anything. And I don't make a habit of making celebrities out of anybody in the game industry. Like, I appreciate yeah. everybody in the work that they do. But there's, like, Hideo Kojima, and that's it. 
Like there's there's very yeah, very Kojima's few. famous just because of how ridiculous he is. Right. <laughs> That's but, it. Yeah, and it's it's not even like a celebrity thing. It's just like he's so well known. He's just omnipresent. He has, he's involved in everything that happens ever. And like there's yeah. a couple other ones like on the fringe that like I just know because they've been involved with stuff for so long. But again, it's none of those guys. <laughs> it's just somebody from Ubisoft and the crowd goes wild and the best part is they've got this crazy applause going, these whistles and shit going on, and then they show the actual audience. Nobody's doing anything. <laughs> nobody's clapping. Nobody's like standing up. They're all just kind of sitting there with their their hands folded. Like, yeah, it's it's a guy. Like, I don't. Why? Why are guy. we doing this? Ugh. <laughs> it's like watching an episode of Seinfeld with like the laugh track in the background, like. It's so fake. Exactly. <laughs> it's all planned. It's just a, oh. a play button for the audience. Yes, I swear to God. Like I, but maybe hey, that could be a job for you and I. We could be audio producers for E3 conferences. Like <laughs> we'll be the ones pushing the button to pipe that shit in. It's gonna be awesome. We'll get paid to do that. Oh. <laughs> ah. Yep. One of the the last goofy things was. All of a sudden, there are so many pirate games coming out. At least three. Like, there's Sea of Thieves, which is kind of a, a goofy, fun multiplayer one that's way too deep from what I've seen. Then there's, I think, I, I want to say Skull and Bones. I, I can't remember if that's the one that's based off of the Assassin's Creed pirate stuff, or if that's the other third one that I don't have the name of. Because it's like Ubisoft Singapore or whoever that did just the pirate ship segments of Assassin's Creed um, 3 or 4 and then Black Flag have now gotten the chance to make their own standalone game that's just pirating. So it's it's cool, I guess. I, I didn't know people were really clamoring for pirate games. But yeah, you're, you're. I'm all for pirate games, to be honest, because I'm kind of getting tired of uh, the whole um, kind of medieval fantasy setting. It's getting okay. kind of old. Yeah. So I'm down for new ideas. Like pirates is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a game that I adore because of its setting is uh, Bloodborne, for example, because they're going for more of a uh, gothic, yeah, it's a Renaissance kind of thing. thing yeah. Um, However, having so many pirate games at the same time, I feel like it's shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> With the blunderbuss. Ah, see what I did there? Wow. Exa- exactly. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but it, you're, but yeah, you're it's right. Like it's having just... three pirate games coming out at the same time, it's like people are going to buy one of them, not right. all three of them. Well, it's just like what happened with Overwatch and the other three clone games that came out at the same time. Like, what was it? Battleborn, I think, was the other one. <laughs> Battle... Where... Battleborn died instantly. Yeah. And it's because th- this is um, the same thing that like Hollywood does with movies, too. It's when... Armageddon's Paladins, coming out. Paladins is, is actually oh. surviving, though. Paladins, Paladins is another one that came out, but right. like it's it's kind of free-to-play Overwatch, so I get why it's still alive. Yeah, but it's it's that same thing of, like, Overwatch is the one that wound up with all the monies, and everybody else is just picking up whatever's left over. It's going to be the same thing with the pirate games yeah. now. So I guess we just wait and see yeah, which one 
gets gets the booty. Ugh. Which pirate. one wins? The pirate memes. Here we go. That was that was one of the funnier things too. Is in the the Sea of Thieves gameplay, for whatever goddamn reason, the the pirate the character is like running. It's kind of like an FPS view, and he has a banana in his hand and just eats it like just whole. Takes a goes to like bite it like stem <laughs> With the first. Feel and everything. Like, yeah. It's beautiful. Like, what the hell? Uh, so that that instantly triggered the internet. Now there's like a thousand memes of people eating bananas stem first. Like so stupid why why do we do this oh, i love it that's i don't know that's what i watch e3 for now it's just to see the stupid shit <laughs> well the shit posts yeah yes I love have it. you seen all the memes that spawned from the from uh, mario's odyssey oh i don't think so not yet oh man uh, because like it was revealed that Mario kind of puts his hat on things to possess them and all that. I saw the "Hey, it's a me, your Uber," <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen one with a T Rex, and it's a screenshot of uh, the trailer where Mario has his hat on a T Rex. Mm-hmm. And uh, the joke is that because he's he's in the body of a T Rex, he can't take off his hat because because <laughs> his little tiny arms can't reach it. <laughs> And he's just crying. Oh, jeez. It's so beautiful. Damn it. Um, after all that nonsense, um, one of the next things I had was some announcements and updates that actually kind of matter. It's not good enough for the top five or the bottom five, just kind of in the middle. Um, we kind of talked about it already, and it's something that you're not crazy about, but Battlefront 2. I, I talked about it on the kind of pre-E3 podcast I did, but getting to see much more of that game in action was definitely cool. I am most certainly looking forward to it. Battlefront 2 is one of those games that really upsets me because I want it, but I can't buy it because EA has its name on it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I refuse to give any money to EA games. <laughs> it's, it's really Ever hard. Ever since Battlefield 3, I think, I refuse to give them any money. Oh, no. No, it is like they're they're the shadiest company. They do the worst shit with their people, with their games, with their licenses, and yeah, it is really hard to consciously support anything that they do. But I I feel for the actual developers more than the publisher because yeah, they're skimming off the top 80%, but those other guys need work too. So that's that's the little bit that I can do, I guess. <laughs> True, but I don't know. I might get it. I, I mean, eventually, maybe not. For I saw price. that Battlefront One was like ten dollars on on Origins the other day, and I yep. I almost bought it right because it was like dirt cheap, and I felt like playing Battlefront, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was like it's EA games, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that, that's it. Maybe one day. Well, and, I mean, it won't take long. I mean, that's that's the way the market works these days. Everything drops like 80% in the first six months after its release. So you, you should be all Pretty right. Much. And by the time all the DLC comes out, you could get a full game too. So <laughs> won't be too bad. God. What's up with that though? Like every game coming out incomplete nowadays. Yeah, that's another one of those horrible trends and that we can't get away from. Because True. Well, I, they, that's also a, a story for 
another episode. Right. <laughs> we could go on and on about this. Somebody's writing these down, right? <laughs> so we've got the Bethesda episode yeah, coming up, the EA episode coming up, and now the Battlefront episode and DLC episode. Oh, God. <laughs> I got the podcast covered for the Maybe rest of the year. Maybe not EA, but just like DLC in general. Like right. that new trend of just releasing incomplete games. Yeah. And fill all the gaps with DLC. Because yep. that's what everybody wants. Ugh. Such bullshit. Um, the other one is, it's basically the best time it's ever been to be a racing game fan. Like me, because I do have my own racing seat and wheel and pedals and all that shit that I built. And I play Dirt 4 now, almost constantly. But, I mean, God, you've got Forza 7 coming out for the Xbox You've got the crew too coming out for everything, and that thing, that game's insane now because it's not just cars; it's like boats and planes and everything now. You've got Project Cars two coming, which is, ah, uh, for my money, the best racing simulator because they actually get it right in a lot of regards that GT Gran Turismo does not. But you've also got Gran right, Turismo Sport coming out. Go ahead. I thought Project uh, Project Cars was kind of a, a flop. It, according to the reviews on Steam, anyway. Yeah, yeah. the The reviews are because it's a very, very sim focused game. There is no kind of arcade pick up and play aspect to it. It's just like okay, and people people probably expected an yeah. arcade pick up and play thing. Right. Okay, people, I get it. the The general public wants or expects Need for Speed and Forza when they pick up a game and even Gran Turismo, like something they could just grab the controller and fart around in. Well, that's not the game for that. That is literally like professional level simulation. Like this is, this is the kind of software that pro race drivers use to get familiar with the track before they fly out there to race at 180 miles an hour over the weekend. So it's, it's that level of okay. simulation. And that's why, yeah, like the general public is going to hate it. And they're going to hate P-Cars, too, unless they do kind of like... One of the things Dirt 4 did is they made, from the start, like the first menu in the game, you have two choices. Do you want, like, pedestrian pleb mode, or do you want simulation mode? So already you separate, like, the gamers from the casuals. That's what these games need to start doing to be able to pull in that, that mass appeal. And it's funny, too, because in the leaderboards and the online challenges in Dirt 4, it segregates the records and your performance from the other group. So when I go in to, like, the leaderboards and look at my, my times and everything, it says, you are being compared to simulation only. So anybody else that's using the dum-dum handling is not in those lists. They don't qualify. So Okay. So they're they're... Some groups, some developers are taking steps to try to bridge those gaps in their own ways. And I think Dirt 4 kind of nailed it with that. It's, yeah, you've got your sim guys that can go play over on this side, and then you got the kids' table for everybody else to still have fun. You know, you're not alienating anybody. Um, Gran Turismo, on the other hand, I don't know kind of where they're at at all. I'm every Every game that comes out, like, they lose me a little bit more because... Everybody else is doing basically everything so much better than they are. The only thing that they have anymore is graphics. No racing game, period. Like, even, like, Need for Speed or anybody else 
can compare to Gran Turismo's graphics. Like, when it's running good, and especially now that they're going to have 4K and the HDR and everything, I'm sure, like, it's one of those things. That it's, what do they call that? It's kind of like the show pony for the the console. Like, this is what the PS4 is capable of. This is the bleeding edge of graphics. Like, universally. Like, even on PC, no driving simulator comes close to Gran Turismo, like, graphically. They're, like, they define photorealistic visuals. But that's it. They, they do have a really good handling model, too, that I've found from playing, like, all of these different ones. But their sound design sucks. Their career mode is only okay, but their AI is garbage. And racing online, okay. yeah, racing online used to be like a horrible pain in the ass too. So now they've got a beta going where they're really trying hard to nail down the online component this round. So at least they have that. What the rest of the game ends up looking like, nobody knows. So we'll see. But again great time to be a racing fan because you've got all those and a new need for speed all coming out this year so i'm going to be hard pressed to figure out which one of these games i'm going to spend my money on because like i said only buy a couple a year (laughs) i'm interested in forza to be honest Uh, yeah well that's why i almost bought the latest one but now that seven is coming out i'm just gonna wait i guess well there is the thing of what kind of racing game do you want to play need for speed or gran turismo like, do you want the crazy arcade action, like burnout, crazy shit, or do you want like straight up hardcore racing on tracks, taking it serious? I just, I just want cars, man. Well, because that's <laughs> the thing. Like, Forza Seven is going. It's still going to be a little bit more accessible. It's, it's the one that's in that gray area. It's not a sim enough, and it's not fully arcade, but it's kind of like towards the sim side. Whereas you on the PC side should right now go and get horizon two. Cause that game is batshit crazy. Like it's just a, a, a cross country, just rip it, grip it. Isn't that it, one like, in Australia? Yeah. It's all over Australia. And they just added a hot wheels pack that is insane. Like it's got all kinds of crazy, like giant plastic loops and shit and hot wheels cars and real cars. I almost bought it. Yes, you should. I almost bought if it's it, cheap but it's, it was so expensive. Oh, see, that's the bummer. If the price is right, that's when you have to jump on. Because Horizon 2, like, yeah. that that game makes me want to buy an Xbox. Because it looks so damn fun. Because it's got... Horizon 3. Horizon 3. Yeah, Need for Speed Horizon 3 is probably coming out. But Horizon 2 is the one that's out right now, no. I thought. Forza Horizon 3. I'm looking at it right now. Is it three? Oh, it's only 40 bucks. Holy shit. I thought it was two it's that was three. out. Man. Well, there you go. Forza Horizon 3. But that is, that's the one to get. Like, that thing is fun as all goddamn. So, it's 30 bucks with games with gold. Yeah. But that one, I mean, it's it's got the Need for Speed vibe. Because you get to do crazy stuff. You're like on and off road, cutting through everything, no rules. But it's got realistic handling for the majority of the cars. Like everything drives like it should. Nothing's like completely outrageous, like need for speed. So like I said, it's kind of that that gray area again, but more towards the fun side. 
Whereas Forza Motorsport 7 is going to be more towards the hardcore side. But either way, okay, tons of crap. Keep an eye out, especially if you're a racing nerd like me, because I am sick with this stuff. The last one that really jumped out at me, um, and Jason was pretty much excited for it as well, Destiny 2. Yeah, finally, a Destiny on PC. Right? So it's going to be delayed a couple of months after the, the console versions, but it is actually coming out for PC this round, where Destiny 1 did not ever, much to everybody's chagrin. But being that it's made by a console-first developer, I mean, these are the guys that originally made the Halo series, so they're definitely comfortable in in that realm. But they are going to make the jump to PC, so we'll see how they do, I guess. It's kind of a, a hurdle yeah, for them. It's not garbage. Yeah. They'll, Destiny had, I think still, it's regarded for some of the tightest FPS gameplay, period. Because, yep. especially on controller, like versus mouse and keyboard, no, no competition. But as far as like a console handheld controller experience, it tops them all. And I can vouch for that because I played the alpha, the beta, and the final game for God probably a total of like a hundred hours and i had to quit when i was finally just like sick to death of it because it turned into such a, a grind like a rinse and repeat experience but it is an amazing world story gameplay like all of it so yeah definitely it's it's something if i could find somebody to actually play it with consistently i will buy it again I'll, i will buy destiny 2 because that's the hard part like I- having a consistent fire team to play with yeah, to be fair, if you get it for PC, because I don't think it's gonna be co- uh, cross-play. Mm-hmm. But if you get it for PC, I'll probably play, play with you. Uh, and there's some hope. Like uh, if you look at Tekken Seven, the PC version is actually better than the console version. Ooh, I wonder if we'll get back to those that's days. That's first. Because I mean, that's that's how it was 20 years ago. Uh, I mean, even 10, 15, maybe. Like, it's only been since, like, the PS3 and 4 that the PC has had to fight for performance, like, over the console versions. Well, it's mostly because people do lazy ports. Lazy ports, or they just don't put any kind of emphasis on it because the sales are bigger on the console side. So why even bother? Yeah. Like, why make a a competent version for the PC? Who cares? They're just going to pirate it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I haven't, I haven't pirated a game in, in like fifteen years. Ever right? since I, ever since I, I have my my own money to spend. Mm-hmm. Well, I buy pretty much everything. It's something that that most people just do when they're like a, a teenager and, like you said, don't have money but want to play these games. There's no other option really. There's some subscription yeah. services now, but it's it's nowhere near the the same. And yeah, it it just, it makes sense. Like for myself, the only pirating that I do in any regard is emulators and ROMs. Like I have a little Raspberry Pi emulator box and that's just old stuff that you can't get. Like I'm not going to go out and spend six years of my life and $3,000 to collect all the Nintendo and Super Nintendo games that I want from yard sales around the world. So yeah, I am going to spend... $80 $80 to have someone build me a little emulator box. Like <laughs> it's, it's a much better value in my mind and no, I'm not going to resell it or do anything weird with it. So off my back guys. 
Yeah. But I don't know, like if the the PC side, I I'm just working off a laptop now and I don't know when if ever like I have to make like money hand over fist before I build another PC cuz I just I can't I just can't. Like I can't justify it. That's the word I'm looking for. Cuz with with the PS4 already and the PSVR, like I've made my investment, so unfortunately, like I said, once I'm a, a high-paid voice actor and I'm in every like once I'm in Cars 5, let's say, like <laughs> in Cars 5. Once I get that Cars, Cars? 5 money. <laughs> Because it's a it's a Pixar movie, man. That's the pinnacle. Oh, and I'm a okay. car guy, right? I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna have my I, own I can car. See it. They're like, oh, it's it's GT Chops. Look at them out there. <laughs> I can see it. Sure. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. But no, uh, that what what does excite you the most about Destiny? Uh to be fair, I just want to try the the gunplay like pe- people have told me so much about how nice it feels like every gun feels extremely nice and like the equipment is just great i guess and yeah. the raids like some people at the office will talk talk to me about some of the raids in uh in destiny and i find them really interesting so i, I really want to try it but the, at the same time it's like destiny 2 is coming now mm-hmm. i do have a ps4 now i didn't have one for a long time yeah, and I mean, Destiny but should be with, like five bucks now, right? But but like you said, not with Destiny 2 coming out. It's like, why bother? Exactly. Yeah, I would have bought it because it's kind of cheap now, but yeah, Destiny 2 was announced. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to wait for Destiny 2. Yeah, because it should be out before... What did they say? Did they say spring of next year? Was it 2018 or was it before the end of this year? I do not remember. Let's, Let's see. see. I'm going to look it up. Let's race. Release date September sixth, twenty seventeen. Oh my god, that's only a few months. Holy shit! Yep, it's very very soon. Man, well I'm sure they've been working on it since Destiny came out. So, because <laughs> that's how they are. Like everybody, like I like it in a way, as much as it does suck. Like when a developer has a hit, they immediately start working on the sequel so they take like 80 percent of the team or whatever and they put them on the sequel meanwhile the existing game gets almost no support because it's on a skeleton crew from the start yep that sucks but at the same time now destiny 2 is hopefully going to be massively improved versus destiny so everybody jumping in from the start is going to have a much better experience than gambling that people will still come back to the first one after they got the bad taste in their mouth. So, hey, you know what? I, you can see it either way, I guess. I can dig it. Yeah. I'll be there, hopefully. Like I said, if I can find a, a fire team IRL, I'll be there. Um, other a couple of little announcements to burn through before we get out of here. Uh, Nintendo, overall, blech. Mario is Mario. Um Mario and the Rabbids, a strategy RPG, which is kind of weird and crazy. Uh, I guess good for them. It's it's funny to see Nintendo mixing licenses like they do anymore with like Sonic and Mario at the Olympics and now Mario and Rabbids getting together. It's it's cool, I guess. To be fair, to be fair, that game blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Because 
I was I was kind of I, I was even borderline upset about it because when it was revealed, well, leaked or something, the poster was actually leaked on Twitter for a while, and I was like, this game's gonna be garbage, right? Right. <laughs> like it's a Mario and, Party game. Uh, or something. When they showed some gameplay, and I was like, what? What is this? This is XCOM gameplay. Why is Mario in XCOM? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then I had this li- this little like light of uh, not anger, but I was upset because now I want to buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they, At they first got I, me. I, I, I assumed it would be garbage, but no, now now it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. XCOM and Mario, it, I, I can dig it. It's pretty crazy. But I mean, it. I, I just feel like it's the wrong direction for Mario and characters to go. Like they have guns. What the f? Like, even yeah, if they are just shooting. Mario like, will shoot you on sight, my right. dude. Mario's a cold-blooded killer. All of a sudden, like, okay, so it's yeah. it's a little weird. But yeah, you know, like, I get it, and it worked before. I mean, the Mario RPG games are amazing, so could could yep. work. Um. Oh, that's right. They're make uh, they're releasing a remake for uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. No shit. That um, is that is going to be amazing. I want it. Man, that's that's pretty awesome because that was an epic Super Nintendo game like that. That was one that pushed the limits of that console even. So that's that's uh, Superstar Saga was a uh, Game Boy Advance game actually. Mario RPG is the one you're talking about. Legend of the, of the Seven Stars. Oh. Man. Crazy. Crazy all around. What the hell, Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's going crazy. Like, Another two Metroid games? Well, and that's that's the other thing. Yeah, we've got one Metroid game that I knew about, this DS one that kind of... Like... I like it because it has that vibe of like the the two dimensional sixteen bit Metroids that were huge on Super Nintendo and Game Boy, but they're also bringing back the Metroid Evolutions from Metroid Two, like the original Game Boy game that I played the hell yeah. out of, and those have not appeared anywhere since then. So it's kind of a nice throwback, and the gameplay like it looks since like we're... they've thrown some weird stuff in there. So I don't know, like it. Since you're mentioning Metroid 2, did you uh, try uh, AM2R? I did not. What is that one? It's a it's a fan remake of Metroid 2. I remember... It's called a, another Metroid 2 remake. It was shut down by Nintendo like a few they're... hours after it came out, but it's still available online. That's the one And if you want it. it, I have a copy on my PC and I can send it to you, but yeah, it's amazing. Do. Yeah, because I, I do remember seeing this because as soon as I, I Googled it, I see the the 16-bit graphics next to the original Game Boy graphics. It's like, oh, yes, I do. Man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's amazing. I think I think Nintendo never made a better Metroid game than that fan remake. Jeez. Well, because they're... I will go that far. It's because they're so far up their own ass that they would never. It's like, when something Probably. like this happens, you don't shut the guy down. You buy him out. You buy him out yeah. and publish the freaking game, you idiots. That That's Nintendo in a nutshell right there. The best and the version game of your game. is 100% complete, too. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like there's so much polish and love <sighs> and care into it. It's amazing. Unlike anything they produce. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, 
I'm very worried. Like they announced Metroid Prime Four, and that is terrifying to me. Yeah, that's the other one, the other new Metroid, and yeah, we'll see. Unless they pull a Breath of Breath of the Wild on it and do something completely out of this world and shock us all to death. Yeah, but what if they pull another Metroid Other M? Yeah, that's always the possibility. <laughs> we'll see because, like we just said, they don't they don't grab the license or the direction that they should. They always do their own thing from their little circle jerk in a secret office, and we pay the price. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, kind of it's kind of disappointing from Nintendo, to be honest. Yeah, where where's Nintendo from the eighties? My God. The 80s and Mario 90s. Odyssey looks great, though. It does. It, you can't deny that. You can't no, deny that. I, I can deny it partially, but overall, no. It's going to be a fun experience. It's going to be a fun Mario game, for sure. There's there's stupid things in it. Like, I don't like... And I, it's, it's hard to say it without true context and understanding of, like, the bigger picture, but the little, like, New Donk City that they have the demo of where it's just like a tiny yep. little like four block radius floating in the sky. That looks dumb as hell. Like <laughs> it, if, if that's what the game ends up being is these little pockets of stuff to run around in. I don't know. Like it's a little goofy, but again, without context of why it's like that or without seeing a final version of the game, eh, who cares? We'll see. Yeah. It's hard to say right now. Like we've right. seen a lot of gameplay, but also nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Um, the last one that I had on my list was Beyond Good and Evil 2. They showed a new trailer of it. It's been a game that's been, like, rumored to be in production for years now. The first one was, like, a really big cult hit. Like, I think not the mainstream is crazy about it, but a lot of hardcore gamers, like, really wet the bed over that one. I know I've played I've a little played bit it. of it. I, I played it on an emulator, I think, at some point, like, on, on PC, and it was fine. It's like a really good 3D action platformer from that PS2 kind of era, but nothing like outrageous that has never been seen or done before or since. So I think it was just a good game when there weren't a lot of good games. But now this new trailer, it's just like, it's so foul. Like the monkey drops the F-bomb like six times in the minute long trailer and I don't understand why. <laughs> and I think it's just a Ubisoft, like, French disconnect. Like, they, they think that's what Americans like to see. So they threw it in there. Just, it's so heavy-handed and just, blech. But, That's again, what the youth want, oh right? Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's what the millennials are craving. <laughs> a, bunch, a bunch of F-bomb-dropping dropping, F dropping monkeys cussing out pigs. Ooh, maybe yes. that's it. Take the, that take is obviously the, what I want. Take the war to the pigs, man. Fight the power, man. Oh, <laughs> but I don't know. And that's one of those ones that was all pre-rendered, like FMV cutscene crap. So what the actual gameplay is going to look or be like? Who knows? Of course, it's Ubisoft, right? <laughs> so yeah, that was it was kind of garbage overall. But I know a lot of people out there might still be excited for it. It's mostly people in my generation, though. The ones that like had the PS2 and kind of came up with that stuff, but I, I don't know. It's there's not a lot to say about it except watch and wait, I guess. But yeah, pretty much. Beyond that, (laughs) 
anything else that you wanted to to mention before we get the hell out of here uh at this point i don't think so we've been talking for a while now yes sir yeah i'm over two hours on my little recorder here oh boy and i think skype only dropped out a couple of times so (laughs) not too much editing to have to do Ugh. but man so for myself um you can follow the well-adjusted gamer podcast on facebook and twitter at wag podcast um shoot me an email at wag podcast pdx at gmail.com and then for jason no syndrome norris what have you got sir um people will be able to follow me on youtube at the nerd syndicate you'll probably it's really easy to spot it's a green background with my face on it (laughs) it's cartoon (laughs) or you can follow me on twitter at uh nos syndrome and zero s syndrome Mm -hmm. and i'll put links to everything in the episode description so people can look you up and definitely check out his reviews because he is like me an angry bastard and loves to scream and yell about video games like me that's why we get along so i do scream a lot (laughs) 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 Ah, it's fantastic nothing better anything else i think that's it awesome well thank you for stopping by thank you everybody else for listening and until next year e3 we will see you next time toodles bye-bye